When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. And indeed it is Purple Daily. It is today, a collar out until Monday. So Zolgad and Manny Hill, uh, we are in from uh, 2 to 3. And then I think Rami's going to step in studio at 3 o'clock. And are, are you sticking around or we're basically doing things on the fly today? So yeah, I want to make sure I'm right little, about this. We're Manny. a little short-staffed today, so uh, we're kind of doing things on the fly. So you but, are sticking uh, around until 4, though? I can stick around. It sounds not? fine to me because we yeah. got hot routes. You know I love. In doing fact, hot why routes. don't you stick around for hot routes yes. for sure? Because yes. hot routes is one segment where it's definitely the more the merrier. So, Purple Daily, of course, a two to four every day right here on the all new Score North. We're in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Uh, you can download the Score North mobile app, Apple, Android. Of course, listen to us at scorenorth.com and on the radio at Score North fifteen hundred Manny Hill. Um, I want to start with this, and I know you guys just, you and Cunningham and Doogie there for a while just concluded a uh, Raised by Wolves coming off last night's draft. Mm-hmm. And I have a question for you. Okay. Because I am, so my sports go, I would say in fairness, they go um, hockey, football, baseball, some combination of that. Basketball is my fourth favorite sport, but that being said... I have a great appreciation because the NBA is incredibly well run. Mm-hmm. The National Hockey League, I am willing to admit, fully, fully admit, without any argument from me, does a lot of things wrong. They just do. They you love Gary Batman, don't you? Well, they can't get out. Well, and hockey, <laughs> hockey people are really good people, but sometimes as a whole, and I don't know exactly why, they can't get out of their own way. And that starts with Batman. Uh, who, of course, the legend is Manny Hill. The legend is that he was a plant by David Stern. That he was a plant, exactly. When John Ziegler, <laughs> I've heard that story before. When yes. John Ziegler was going to uh, uh, retire and or leave as what was then called president of the National Hockey League, that David Stern went to the National Hockey League and said, "I got this great right hand guy." I, you're unbelievable, and I'd hate to lose him. I'd hate to lose him, but he probably deserves a chance. And the NHL said, of course we'll hire Gary Bettman. We can be as successful as you. Because Bettman was like a money guy for the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. In like the 80s and yeah. into the early 90s? Yeah, he, and he was an associate of uh, Stern. But yes, there's yeah. the definite story out there that David Stern, being a very smart man, planted him on my favorite sport. And I'd really like to thank David Stern if that's the truth, because <laughs> it's been just a great run. Anyway, um... Your sport, though, basketball, the NBA, incredibly well run. Yeah. Off-season, great. 
We can debate dynasties or not, but you know what? They've done a really good job. There, there's there's very few NBA things. Now, there are some things on the court at times, I guess, that you could bicker with and not like. Sure. But there's very few big-picture NBA things where you looked at Stern or now Silver and say, what are you What are you doing? Right. Um, but the one we saw it again last night, the one is, and and where this ties into football is, the time between picks in the first round of football is too long, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The football draft, I am not a huge fan because it takes too long, but I also appreciate a lot of people love it. And the first round, and I don't even know if this is a word, but it sounds good, transactionally is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The first round of the football draft, right? Yep. You got trades on the floor. The first round is fun. As a football fan, I'd like to see it go quicker, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Now you get into the third round and so, and I check out. But first round's fantastic. So why on earth? I know where you're going. What is basketball? Well, and, and here's my, and I have a bigger gripe than the gripe I'm seeing today, which is the hats. Mm-hmm. You know, I I got drafted by the Bucks last night, but I was really drafted by the Pistons because they got <laughs> they got that pick through San Antonio via Sacramento, ergo Houston. You know, <laughs> yes. So I have seen a lot about well, guys are wearing hats and it's stupid, and I think it's comical, but it is dumb, totally mm-hmm. dumb. But that's not where I want to go. What I don't get is the NBA to me seems to be just a master at maximizing the moment. Free agency is great. Mm-hmm. You know, the drama is constant. There is, as I said today in my Morning Judd video, there is no compelling case that I can make for why the Timberwolves had to put out a press release last night essentially saying we are talking about making a deal with our draft pick, but for now we picked 11th and we picked the guy that the Suns told them to pick. Cam Johnson, yeah. Cam Johnson. Can you give me any explanation and why, and, and I guess... Anything that is said to me by the league or a fan to defend this, I would say, fix it. Just fix it. Yeah. Just You've got no excuse here. 2019, you do drama sports-wise as well as anybody, I think. Mm-hmm. And yet you have trades being made left and right, and Woj is reporting them, and everybody's picking up on that. And so none of these trades are secret. But yet until July 6th, the Timberwolves can't talk about Jarrett Culver publicly even though he's theirs right now because of this stupid rule where football has this done absolutely perfectly. Mm -hmm. So can you help me at all with why this progressive, smart, full of just really, I think, fairly genius people league? Yeah. Why are they hanging on or what are they doing? And don't they look at football and say, okay, that's pretty much draft perfection as far as the transactions go? I have no idea. I, I I can because I'm right in the same boat as you as far as the way this thing looks and we, we we can talk about the hats and how awkward it looks with the hats and everything but it's just I mean Danny talked about Jared Culver last night where people were asking him about what do you think it's what do you think it's going to be like to play with Devin Booker it's like he's not going to play with Devin Booker correct why are you asking like why does he even have to be put in that position to be asked that particular question when he knows he's not going to play with Devin Booker. You know he's not going to play with Devin Booker. So why does he have to even be asked that question? It doesn't make sense. And now July 6th is still two weeks away, Judd. Correct. Like two and a half weeks away before the Wolves can even acknowledge Jared Culver playing for them. 
So, it, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. And at the way it's set up right now, it's just because of when the league year, when the new league year starts and all that. But, and it doesn't make any sense. That's it, it's no, not proportioned yeah. right. And that's no excuse. Yeah. It just, it just you, doesn't make any you, sense. Can you imagine if in late April, when the NFL draft comes around, mm-hmm. you know, the Vikings are picking 12th and they trade up to 6th and yet they have to act like they didn't pick 6th? <laughs> But, but think about how we think, think about what we would say. Think about how we would feel about that. And also, you are you are sabotaging your own drama. You you are not maximizing on the drama that's available to you, which is essentially in my mind the anti of the NBA, which always gloms onto and does a fantastic job with every little piece of drama it can get, yeah. other than this one. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I I just it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And you would think after all these years, because Judd, it's always been like this. That's the problem with the with this whole aspect of the draft and free agency and and the new league year and all that stuff. And now the, the free NBA. agency thing is, I can agree to terms on July first, but I can't sign until it used to be. I think two weeks in, and now it might be. The yeah, sixth. it's like they they have that legal tampering that doesn't period. Bu- but that yeah, doesn't bug fine. me as much because. Oh, you have to wait for the press conference. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I believe at least there's an acknowledgement of things, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Right. So yeah. if I sign with you on July 1st and I'm not going to be able to sign, or if I agree on July 1st and I can't sign till July 6th, I believe the team can acknowledge me. Yeah. It's like that. It's it's sort of that like that legal public tampering period right. where things aren't official until the 6th, but you, know, you can agree to terms for basically the handful of days leading up to that day. Um, but... Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, everybody knows that Anthony Davis is going to the Lakers, but the trade can't be made official until July 6th. And so now you have this fourth pick in the draft, which originally belonged to the Lakers and then was traded to New Orleans in the AD trade, but and then was traded again to Atlanta. And can't you find a way? So So if this is all tied up in technically the beginning of the league year, again, in January, it's going to be 2020. Mm-hmm. Can't you find a way to say, you know what, we'll figure this out? I go back to football. You know, can you imagine? Free agency period is open. <laughs> now, now they did the tampering thing, and guys agreed, but it's just a farce. Nobody makes any attempt. Nobody makes any right. attempt here to try and be like, well, he didn't really agree. Right. So it's, it's just the one thing where football absolutely, offseason-wise, time after time, gets it right. Mm-hmm. And this is the one sport my sport's got no chance, <laughs> and baseball is hopeless. Right. Like the baseball people are so far behind. the The marathon is you know football. Football is completing it, and baseball is just starting. But basketball is the one where where I say you you know you've done a really good job of taking a page from football. Except this, you are extremely popular, and mm-hmm. I know why because the summer months are great fun. Yep. Except for this. Yeah, it, it it doesn't make any sense. And I keep thinking about like the Flacco trade. When the Ravens traded Joe Flacco to the Broncos, that was gosh, it had to have been like five or six weeks before it was before the new league year even started. And I remember Adam Schefter was I think it was Adam Schefter talking with John Elway and he asked John about about the trade. Like basically, you know, hey, you're you just traded for Joe Flacco. What do you think? And John's just like Actually, Adam, I can't talk to you about yeah. that right now because this was like early March, I think, and or like those, late February. And you know what? In those or or the time in the NBA that a, a free agent agrees to a deal and can't technically sign, 
I would I would attempt to in both leagues try and work that out, but it doesn't bug me that much. Mm-hmm. The the NBA draft thing is the only thing I look at and say that's just stupid. Yeah. The it's rest of so it so awkward. The rest of it I I would try and clean it up. So if Flacco's traded in January, I'd be like, let's just or February, I'd say let's just find a way to do the press conference mm-hmm. and not be so concerned about the semantics of the new league year has not started yet. So clean that up. Yeah. But the NBA, th- this is a get your act together. Yeah, this well, is a you look you look foolish and you have no reason why. There are small things in in lots of sports, but this is a major flaw in a sport that doesn't. In, I don't think have a lot of flaws in it, right? Unless well, I'm missing something. And and think about the awkward position that I mean, this is sort of first world problems for this department. But think about the awkward position that this whole thing puts the social media departments of these teams in like the Lakers last night, technically the Lakers drafted Deandre Hunter from Virginia with the fourth pick, but the Lakers, because that pick has been traded to new Orleans and then been traded from new Orleans to Atlanta. All the Lakers did was basically retweet the NBA's tweet saying that the Lakers have taken Deandre Hunter with the fourth overall pick. Otherwise, if Deandre Hunter was going to be with the Lakers, they would have put out this grand you know post this of their is? own and said, hey, welcome welcome to L.A., of yada, course. yada. This is Manny Hill. So there are, there are sports conundrums that I have where I ask people who know the sport the why and they can't tell me. And I can only think of a few because ordinarily you'll get a response. Mm-hmm. And you might not completely agree, but it makes you think. I mean, this is clearly tied up in league year semantics and things, so I don't care. But this, to me, is is one of the great sports mysteries along the lines of why does college football stop the clock on first down? <laughs> and I did get the answer yes. why, and it makes no sense. It made sense in the old days. It took the chain crew time to move. And they've just never changed it since. And they've never changed it, but the thing now is watch the chain crew. The chain gang. You yeah. know, they're bang, bang, bang. Yeah. The NFL's got it right. But there are there are sports questions, and there's probably a handful that I have in life where when you when I get the why, I'm like, okay, just change it then. And this right. is one of those. And why can't you change and it? And why and, and you are looking how many times at the National Football League because I'm sure all, all of these smart leagues go to school on each other and what they do well and what they don't do well. If you're the NBA, aren't you looking at the National Football League draft and saying, yeah, let's let's be more like that. Two I, rounds. It's real quick. I love that. Mm-hmm. Let's be more like that. And let's just make it simple for everybody to understand. I was telling this to Rami last night because we were talking about this very subject when we were doing the, the Wolves draft show. And it, I, I always bring up 2009. With, with the Wolves and David Kahn. Now, we obviously, when you think of 09 the draft, you think of taking, you know, Johnny Flynn over Steph Curry. Okay, that's the thing everybody talks about. But people also look at that draft and David Kahn, and they say, oh, yeah, that's the draft where David Kahn drafted three point guards in the first round. No, he drafted two. Ty Lawson was, even though it says Ty Lawson was drafted 20th by the Minnesota Timberwolves, he was actually drafted by the Denver Nuggets because the Wolves and Nuggets had already agreed to a trade. Yep. And and it's like, but because we still have to have that conversation now, yep. because I still have to explain that well, and it's, aspect to it is ridiculous. It's in the yearbook, the media guide, the yeah. internet, right? Ty yeah. Lawson, Timberwolves. Yeah, makes no sense. And think about it this way, too. Can you imagine that if you had a 
Um, take your pick of a good, not a first overall pick in the NFL, but um, Aaron Donald. Can you imagine that if if he was an NBA player and that pick was transferred, traded, blah, 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 <laughs> that the lasting picture of his draft day would be wearing, and I, I'm just pulling this out, out of the thin air, but the lasting picture could be of him in a Jacksonville Jaguars hat. <laughs> That's his draft day picture. <laughs> and you'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I, you know, Jared Culver's picture is a Suns hat. Yeah, no, it's it's. I remember. I and, just, and in that sense, in that sense, for um, in perpetuity sake of the picture itself, mm-hmm. it's embarrassingly dumb. Yeah, no, I I remember looking at uh, on Instagram the wolves. The wolves Instagram posted it was like a happy draft day post, and it was like seven pictures of different wolves players or. That, you know, when they went up to shake either David Stern or Adam Silver's hand, depending on the year they were drafted, and you just, you they'd show Kevin Love with a Memphis Grizzlies hat on, shaking David Stern's hand right, back but in that, 2008. But now, tra- but now transfer that to a football but, but player now on a football and, think, team. and think how quickly they would rectify that because it would look stupid to them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I know. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's, it's, uh, and I, it, it's beyond me that the NBA has continued to operate this way with the draft for as long as they have. You would think and everybody complains about it every year. So it's not like they're not hearing it. Yes, it's just, just it. At, at some point just just fix it. Fix it. Stop being ridiculous. Just fix the damn thing. Purple Daily's the show. Uh Zolgad Manny Hill with you till three o'clock and uh, then Rami McLeod will step into studio as well. Let's do this, Manny Hill in the TCL broadcast studios. Let's take a break. Let's come back and talk about this Le'Veon Bell story. And if you've not heard the story, you're going to want to. We'll do that next. It is Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500. TCF. Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never-ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's our business to protect yours. Listening to Purple Daily on Score North. Oh, okay. Tell me exactly what happened. Um, well, I had two girls in my house, and I went to, I got up, I did my normal routine to go work out, so I left to work out for a couple hours. When I came back, they took my money, they took my watch, my jewelry, um, a, a couple more um, things of value out of my house. And I don't know where they at. I tried to call them before I called you guys. I tried to call them and uh, and they're not answering me and they're ignoring me. Purple Daily is the show. Thankfully, I guess Manny Hill. That's not a Viking because yeah. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Um, that is the voice that you just heard on a nine one one call, and I have a question about that too. Mm-hmm. Of Le'Veon Bell, and um, I will read you part of the story to explain it from uh, Pro Football Talk, but this story has been out there today. We all know that uh, the new Jets running back Le'Veon Bell was essentially robbed, I guess. Is, is that the correct word? Or stolen, fr- stolen from? Sure. Robbed. A few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know the details until now with the release of that 911 call uh, from Pro Football Talk. The world has truly gone mad when you can't leave your two naked girlfriends at home in bed without them leaving with your stuff. 
That's from the story, by the way. Didn't make that up. <laughs> That's the story of Jets running back Le'Veon Bell told police regarding the $520,000 worth of jewelry which was stolen from him in May. According to the audio that you just heard of the 911 call, which was published by TMZ.com, Bell gave dispatchers a very good reason why he couldn't describe what the alleged thieves were wearing. They were naked and in his bed when he left to go work out. Uh, and then you just played what he said, so I won't read that back. Um, I will resume with this graph. When asked about what was stolen, he mentioned his clothes and shoes along with ju- uh, jewelry, including a diamond Black Panther pendant. Asked the value, he replied, oh, like a million dollars. When asked what the first woman was wearing, he replied, when I left, she was in bed not wearing clothes, so I didn't see her when she left the house. Of the second woman that Bell was asked about by the dispatcher, who you just heard on that call, he said, quote, the same way she was in bed, too. They didn't have clothes on. Okay, question number one off of this. Mm-hmm. Is this, and I ask this in all candidness and seriousness, is this worthy of a 911 call? Uh, I, I mean, I, I... Wouldn't you call... I, I'm just... Wouldn't you call <laughs> the cops without calling... 911 is heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Active, emergency. Active break-in. Yeah. If these people had a gun on him, yep. and he could get to a phone, active... Active... Burglary in progress. I'm sure there's a shorthand, a cop think, shorthand for that. I think there's this little thing called an emergency that you use 911 for. Correct. I think. Last time I checked, you're a millionaire. You did something stupid. You've been robbed. I'm not justifying the actions of the two people that robbed you. But wouldn't you call the cops without calling the emergency dispatch? Yeah, I I, I would I would think so. Um this is going to be a real bad year for the Jets, isn't it? Oh, they're a dumpster fire. This is, I mean... It, but I have another question, too. But yes, you are... This, yeah, this, this is going to be... This just speaks to... Gaze and it's completely want, non-football related. They it's, fired the GM who signed Le'Veon yeah. Bell. And, and now they brought in the guy from the Eagles, a personnel guy from Philadelphia, Adam Gaze, who we still don't know what was going on with the eyes at his press conference. He didn't want Le'Veon Bell. And yes, this is going to the the Giants are a mess. The Jets are a disaster. Mm-hmm. The Giants are a mess primarily because of their GM, which is not good. It's not letting them off the hook. But you at least look at what the Giants are trying to do and say, okay, I can kind of get behind it. I don't like Daniel Jones that much, but I can get behind the idea of what they're trying to do. I think the it, Jets. I have no idea what's I think, happening here. I think if you're Anthony Barr and you had been courted by the Giants and were on the verge of signing with the Giants, you probably signed with them. Mm-hmm. I think if you're Anthony Barr or any probably intelligent, good player who hits the market, and the Jets are courting you, and you get an inside look at that, that's when you just like he did throw up. In your hotel room and run away, call run away very fast. Call Zim back or whomever with the Vikings that he called his agent and said, "Can I please come back there?" Uh, here's my other question, and this has to do, um, Manny, with athletes, and this is not a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell there just put himself in, I think, what you could call very safely an incredibly precarious position, right? One way of putting it, yep. Uh, and you've now been robbed of a lot. Like, you left these people in your house, which was stupid, but then you've been robbed. You get home, and your your house, if not ransacked, is missing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of goods. 
You know the one thing that's always amazed me, and and this is this might it's not true a hundred percent of the time, but it's true far more than I would think. If any of us did something that was pretty stupid, and we've all done dumb things, mm-hmm. we're we're flustered. Like you're like, oh my god, how could I have been so dumb? Mm-hmm. We're genuinely upset and flustered. Actors and athletes, who it's Le'Veon Bell sounds like he's calling dominoes. Just play that back. Play that back. But he so, he sounds like he is calling Papa John's. Hollywood, Florida. Oh, okay. Tell me exactly what happened. Um, well, I had two girls in my house. And I went to, I got up, I did my normal routine to go work out. Listen to him. So I left the workout for a couple hours. When I came back, they took my money. They took my watch, my jewelry, um, a, a couple more um, things of value <clears throat> out of my house, and I don't know where they at. I tried to call them before I called you guys. I tried to call them and uh, and they're not answering me and they're ignoring me. Does he not sound like he is? He does sound like, like he is calling food. a pizza shop or Bite Squad, yeah. and basically saying, "Yeah, I'd like to get some dinner." Nine one one call. But explain, explain nine one one call. Ex- explain, explain to me the wiring there of people who can have something like that happen. And the the amount of things that would be going through my head, I'm stupid. I just got robbed. Mm-hmm. Most of us would be, I'm trying to think of, of the right word because devastated. To, we would be flustered. Yeah. Like, he seems incredibly calm. Yes. Like he's just, like he's just calling and athletes, saying, hey, yeah, this happened to me. But we've seen athletes like that before after things. And I'm all, you know, where where they've been arrested or something's happened and they get up to a podium and they're... They're acting like they're sorry, but they're not flustered. Mm-hmm. The one guy, and this was a dumb move, but a guy I'll give credit to who at least seemed flustered by this one thing, and there were a lot of times he wasn't flustered, when Randy Moss, downtown Minneapolis, moved the parking person. It was mm-hmm. not a cop, but she was trying to give him a ticket, and he started to drive away, and I think she was on like on the hood of his car. He mm-hmm. didn't hurt her, I don't think. Right. But it was it was a mess, and he mm-hmm. got in trouble. And I believe it was Tice that made him go to the podium after that at Winter Park and talked. And he was genuinely sort of flustered by it. And you could see it on the field, too, because I remember I think they went to Seattle for a Monday night game that, that, that ensuing week, and he had a brutal game. And I, I think the Seattle, the Seahawks blew him out that night, too. And... Randy had dropped. Randy had like three or four drops in the game, which you never see him do. Like you yeah. never see him drop drop passes that often. And I remember you. He just had an awful, awful game. And I remember watching that game and thinking, "Oh yeah, this whole thing with the with the traffic thing and everything is just on the back of his mind." You could just completely see it. So how do we not have more flustered people? That's that's what I don't understand. I don't know. I, you're, I mean, you're exactly right. Like Le'Veon Bell sounds like he's ordering a pizza in that you know, <laughs> in that clip. You know, and I don't. I mean, I if if I am out of that, if if five hundred and twenty thousand dollars, Manny worth of jewelry, which was stolen from him. I don't know how May I can just happened. calmly just call, call and call nine one one. And that's too. what I was going to say. That's what makes no sense. If you're that calm. You would think that you would think to yourself, well, this isn't an emergency. I will call the cops. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I would probably call, although with this team it might be a disaster or a mess, I would probably call jet security first 
and say, hey, what's your, what do you think I should do? <laughs> but yeah, the I don't G- know. Do you want anybody from no, the No, that's what I said. It, it would be a, a mess with them. <laughs> but you are right. If you were going to pick the teams right now in this league that you think are going to be not just bad, but off the rails, that it's just going to be a complete gong show, I think the Jets have to be one now. The Jets have sort of replaced the Browns as that. Mm-hmm. This is because there's. This league is always weird. There's a lot of T, or there's not a lot. There are a few teams going into every year where you don't know. The Raiders, I don't know. Right. The Raiders could be a complete, could blow up completely. They could be nine and seven don't and contend know. for a playoff spot, or they could be four and 12 again. No idea, right? No clue. Yep. Uh, the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to be purposely bad, but purposely bad doesn't mean you're, you're, as fu- you're fun. The Jets, here, here's the greatest insult I can give the Jets. And the Browns did this for a long time. The Jets are going to be fun. They're going to be so bad. Mm-hmm. They're going to be off the charts. And this Bell thing, and I'm always big, especially in football, on things like this sort of tell you about a team. And that's why I wish. And I don't know why it's true in football, mm-hmm. but how many times have we seen... Um, Things happen right before a season starts or in the weeks leading up to training camp, and you file that away, and a lot of times I think it comes back and you and you say to yourself, yeah, you know what, I could, I should have seen that coming. Yeah, and, and this is why I wish, part of me really wishes the Jets were on Hard Knocks this year, and I know they can't because Gaze is a first-year coach first year, with yeah. them and everything, so they can't do it that way, but... But Oakland, you know, the, and, and the Raiders will be great. Yeah, don't be disparaging yeah. the Oakland Raiders on hard knocks. The, the Raiders will be fantastic, and I am chomping at the bit for them. But the Jets would have been really, really, really intriguing too, especially like with this whole thing going on. What do you think of Gaze, though? See, Gruden's going to pay this off, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if Gruden can still coach in this league now. I don't know, but Gruden's going to pay it off because he's got the TV background, and we know him. Yeah. And he's going to be fun and now he can he can essentially be John Gruden with F bombs, which is gonna be fantastic. <laughs> Gaze, I have no clue. Yeah. I don't think I mean, I don't I'm not that high on him. And I the, mean, and, and the eye thing, as Collera said before, you still somebody someday there's gonna be a book or something <laughs> or a yeah. big expose. A you know a, a story about this thing, and we're going to find out what was going on the day that Adam Gaze was introduced as the Jets head coach with those eyes going round and round. Yeah, there will be a uh, what's the like the abbreviated thirty for thirty that that ESPN does. Oh yeah, online that's great. Yeah, it's like it's like a seven or eight minute deal or mm-hmm. like a ten minute deal or something. Herschel like Walker that. trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was- I get I get the feeling they're probably going to do one of those for the day that Adam Gaze was introduced to the New York media. But as far as him as a coach, I mean, I I just he he got he got accolades for being Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator in Denver. Yeah, what you I mean, what like you or I could have done. Yeah, I mean, so. and he got accolades in Chicago as well, correct? For Cutler, yeah, for working with I think Cutler, he got. I guess so. I yeah. think he did, and and he might be a good OC. Mm-hmm. But learned, Miami was a train wreck, though. And we learned a long time ago that because you're a good offensive coordinator, it means nothing about your ability to be a head coach. Norv Turner is a very good, or, mm-hmm. wa, or was, I think he's lost his fastball now. Norv Turner, one time pre-Vikings, was a very good coordinator, mm-hmm. and I don't think was ever a very effective head coach. No. Wade Phillips remains yep. an outstanding defensive coordinator, and I don't think was ever a very good head coach. Yeah. So, you know what? 
Who else, possibly? Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer, to me, having covered him, it's really black and white. Really good football guy. Mm-hmm. Old school, good football guy. Great football play calling sense. Does not have the it to take that job. Mike Zimmer, Mike has faults as far as his impatience with uh, kickers and quarterbacks and offense, mm-hmm. but Mike is wired like a head coach. Yeah, He has that alpha. If Mike Zimmer needs to take control of a room, I think he can. No problem. Yeah, Norv Turner, Wade Phillips, Pat Shermer, Pat Shermer. they yeah. can't take control of, of a room. And people will say, well, you, you don't see them in a, a private setting and they're dynamic and this and that. But unless you see that publicly, when you see a guy who could take control, that does that's not a, a switch that gets flipped in a locker room. Mm-hmm. That's a switch that is always on that because that's a tough job. And then, and then on top of that, in, in Pat Shermer's case, you factor in that he's dealing with the New York media now too. He's dealing with which New I, York and the Giants, and which I always said was that it's just a bad spot for him to be. If he could have gone, and I, I, the job was not open at the time, but if he could have gone to a place like uh, the Chargers mm-hmm. or somewhere where it was where you had a a newspaper or two and a few TV uh, cameras and a couple radio microphones, Pat Shermer, the rule of thumb for Pat should have been: I'm never going to a town to coach head coach at least where there's a tabloid paper you know where he you know where Not i think he could Pat. you know where i think he could actually have some really good success at green bay i think he could be good in green bay uh, i think he'd get eaten up there too you think so it's such uh they are the whole state is on top of you constantly okay now i'm not guaranteeing that but from ha- having been there the difference between here and green bay i always said this the difference is this. In Wisconsin, when the nickelback gets changed up or is benched, it's a headline. Okay. Every little thing they do, it's uh it's the equivalent to me of hockey in Canada. Okay. We're big on the Vikings, but if the nickelback if there's a change there, the news story is part of a notebook and it's probably three or four paragraphs. Toronto and the Maple Leafs, Montreal yes. and the Canadiens. It's they they in Wisconsin and, and obviously Green Bay in particular, they mm. live, eat, and breathe that stuff and they are all over you constantly. So they do that up. And plus there. the other thing that they do that we don't do, they come in from around the state. The media comes in from around the state. Uh, okay. On Wednesdays, it's not just Green Bay. It's Milwaukee, it's Green Bay, it's Madison. it's everybody. Okay. That's exactly right. So, but he would have a better chance there. Mm-hmm. I think New York is the worst place for Pat. Philadelphia would be really bad. New York is awful. The Patriots. Anything where there's a tabloid, though, and they're going to question your every move, especially when, when you're known as an offensive guy, and then you're given Eli Manning, and it's clear that he is done, basically. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Dallas would probably be another Ooh. rough spot for him, too. I couldn't Ooh, imagine him being down be there. Yeah. TCL Broadcast Studios, uh, the show is Purple Daily right now. It is Zolged and Manny Hill. We'll take a break, and we're going to come back and play a game I put together called Are You Buying This? Two Vikings items and also one about uh, a quarterback in Washington who I had basically forgotten was still on their roster. Things were so bad there. We'll do that next. We're on the all-new Score North on 1500. Your home for punch. It burns your insides and it makes your eyes water. Purple Daily 
on Score North. ScoreNorth.com. Join Score North tomorrow at Target Field for the Town Ball Classic with the three great Town Ball matchups. See all three games for just 10 bucks, all while benefiting the Twins Community Fund. For tickets and more information, visit scorenorth.com, keyword Town Ball. And Judd, I have been to the Town Ball Classic a few times over the years. Yes, sir. It's a pretty good time. Are you going tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I think I might make a little appearance. Are we starting at 10? I think we're starting at 10, yeah. I'm going to be there. I'm going to at least one game. I went to a, I went to Elko for a game a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Town Ball. I love Town Ball. Oh, yeah. It's town Ball is great. It's great, yeah. Not to mention the, the fact that if you go to a true Town Ball game in a Town Ball, you know, little stadium, I believe in Elko, I was paying 250 for Buds. Mm-hmm. Elko is a nice ballpark, too. It's I've been out there nice a couple times. Yeah. $2.50. Not a bad deal. <laughs> TCL Broadcast Studios, uh, Purple Daily is the show. We're going until uh, 4 o'clock. Rami Maklov will uh, drop in, and we're going to do so. We're going to do hot routes at uh, 3 o'clock. It'll be Zolgad, Manny Hill, Rami for that. Declan will step in uh, to produce and ask the questions. But I've decided to come up with a hot routes pregame show, Manny Hill. I like it. Called, Are You Buying This? All right. So, And I believe that this is going to be part of hot routes as well. But we'll start with this one. And you tell me if you're buying it and elaborate on why or why not. Okay? Okay. NFL Media's Adam Rank. Not real familiar with him. I've heard the name before. I've heard that. It's not super familiar. Don't know a lot about him. Okay. He, he went through each team's schedule and predicted their record for each game of the regular season. So he went game by game. He didn't just, you know, say record for the Packers, record for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. For the Vikings, he said the team will lose twice to the Packers, Bears, and Lions, going 0-6 in the division. Oof. He has the Vikings finishing five and eleven. Ooh. Additionally, Rank projects the Packers to go twelve and four, okay. the Bears to go thirteen and three, and then he has so so talk about uh, contrasting ends of the spectrum here. He has the Lions going four and twelve, so he has the Vikings being a game better than the Lions, but the Vikings being five and eleven. The Lions being four and twelve, the Packers going twelve and uh, four, and the Bears going thirteen and three. So does he have like the Packers and Bears splitting with each other and then I whooping up? Didn't even both, look at it, but sweeping yeah. the Vikings well, and, and Lions then? and the Vikings zero and six in the division. Yeah. Do you see any way the Vikings go five and eleven? And are you in any way, shape, or form buying this, Manny Hill? I'm not buying it. The only way I could buy that is if they just get ravaged by injuries. If if we end up seeing Sean Mannion. For an extended period of time, because Kirk Cousins got hurt, or if he's just bad. But even if Cousins is he's not gonna bad, he's not going to get. They're not going to lift him. Correct. So if it would have to be Cousins getting injured for an extended period of time, and if we see Sean Mannion, then I could see something like five and eleven maybe happening, and then combine that with a lot of other injuries too. Five and eleven would uh, not be the worst single season mark for a Vikings team since the team started in uh, nineteen sixty one. Mm-hmm. But five and eleven in two thousand nineteen. Manny Hill, I think you could make a pretty good argument that would it would be the most disappointing season in oh, Vikings yeah. history. Now, 2010 is close, and 2010, did they win six or seven games? I think they won six and ten that year. Okay. Childers gets fired. Mm-hmm. Leslie it's, takes over. It's a year removed from an appearance in the NFC title game. The dome collapsed. Every, but everybody came back. The, the expe- 2010 is off the charts disappointment. Yep. Uh, compared to what when when they got far back in that training camp and the roster for the most part now Sidney Rice was hurt but when the roster for the most part came back mm-hmm. the expectation was oh they'll 
they'll make another run. Uh, I think the 2010 might be might be the most disappointing single season in Vikings history right now. Mm-hmm. Five and eleven, I think, would pass that. Yeah, I think so. I, and I, by the way, I don't see a chance. I don't. I don't the, see any chance. The league's not that good. First of all, right? Like that would be a lot of teams. That would be a. Whew, there's another. Or you either your team's awful, which the Vikings are not. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I don't think it's possible. Right. If this they defense were leaky, is too good to yeah yeah. If they if they were leaky defensively, I might be I might say well if they got, get a couple guys hurt, it could be a big problem. But you would need to get Harrison Smith hurt. You would need mm-hmm. to, you would need to get Daniel Hunter hurt. You would need to get Anthony Barr hurt. So I don't see any path that this team is that bad. And Owen six in a division with Detroit still there. Yeah, Owen two. Like I mean, yeah. I I have a splitting hard time. with Detroit. Right, What's I could the, see that. Yeah, splitting with maybe. Detroit. Yeah. I and, could, and we know Zimmer, Zim's kind of had his troubles with Detroit since he's been here. I think he's probably got like a 500 record against the Lions, I think, overall in, in five years. But if, if the Lions are going to be 4-12, and 12, I can't imagine two of those four wins being against the Vikings. <laughs> Question two, are you buying this, which is now a uh, pregame, at least for today, mm-hmm. to Hot Routes, which comes up at uh, 3 o'clock? Question two. Washington quarterback Alex Smith suffered a compound fracture in his right leg on November the 18th. We all saw it. It was gruesome. And he will have an external fixator on his right leg that he's wearing for at least another month. A a story that came out today in which a TV, I think, reporter in Washington got to Smith and talked to him at a mall. Uh, There's now a report that amputation from a source was an option at one point. Amputation. But now Smith feels good enough to at least consider returning although he has also talked about the fact that he has to learn to run again. I had forgotten about him completely, which is the brutal nature of this league, which Mm -hmm. is if you aren't healthy, people forget about you. Are you buying that Smith will ever play another down in the National Football League again? Because it probably wouldn't be for Washington. I'm finding a hard... I'm I'm finding a, a hard time finding a path for him to... To come back. I mean, Theisman broke his leg, and that was it for him, right? He never, I think he was done. And, I don't think he ever played again after that, did he? And he did not get an infection in the hospital, right? Right. Because Smith's problem was it got infected, and he ended up being in the hospital because of that for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it was gruesome at the moment. It was really bad at the moment, but then it proceedingly got worse. Yeah. Progressively got worse. Excuse and me. I think in Theisman case, Theisman's case, I thought I read something, might even be like on his Wikipedia page or something, where since that injury, like one leg is shorter than than the other. Oh, and sure. He's, and, and so, I mean, there, there's just, and again, it's, it's, it's two different players and two, in some ways, two different injuries, even though they were both broken legs. But I, I just feel... I'm just having a hard time believing that he's going to be able to, if if he's, if he has to figure out how to, if he has to learn how to run again, yeah. and that's kind of been part of Alex Smith's game, like his whole career. He's never been a great quarterback, but he's had his good moments over the years. And part of it has been his ability to move around in the pocket and, you know, step up and step to the side and, and make some good throws down the field. If he can't do that, I just I don't I don't see it, especially at his age now. He's he's the same age as me. He's thirty five in this league. He's done. Yeah, it's sad, but he's I just, done. It's, it's I hope really he's healthy. Sad. I hope he's healthy. I hope things go great. But his doctors, you got to think, are going to say you're crazy. Yeah, you're done playing. It's too bad. You're done playing. 
Was Theismann, so Theismann broke his leg on a Monday Night Football game in 84 against the Giants when... 84-85. Lawrence Taylor hit him. Yep. Was that the first truly televised sports gruesome moment? Uh, you would probably know more than me because I'm just thinking out loud. Me, I'm thinking out loud here. Yeah, I'm, but I'm trying tr- to I'm, think of a one that might have happened before. That. But that was the first one where where I remember uh, the television truck and people talking about you just don't show that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think before that if there was ever a moment on a replay where there was an outrage about okay, at this point in time you can see the person's bone going through their skin, so let's quit showing that. Yeah. That and I just remember, I just remember the Theismann one was just so gruesome and so hideous looking, and and it was one that some people couldn't turn away from, but a lot of people said it just in the name of good taste, quit showing this. Yeah, well, and, and I, I just, don't, I don't remember in my lifetime, I don't remember one before that. Yeah, there wasn't. Now one replay in... was still because replay started with Rune Arledge of ABC. I want to say in the '60s, but it was very crude at the time. Mm-hmm. And 84 might have been right around the time that we really started to get a little bit more savvy technology-wise as well. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of, was there a hockey one maybe in like the late 70s or early 80s that they no. might have been shown or something? Not that I can think of. I don't know. I can't think of one. That, that one was been. awful because it was just so, it was right there. Yeah. And Lawrence Taylor, you could see, I mean, Lawrence Taylor knew right away. Oh, he freaked he got out. up and he, said, he just started. Get out here. Yep. Exactly. Final question. Are you buying this uh, from the... Star Tribune, although this might have been a quote the Gary Kubiak Vikings head coach offense gave to uh, the media last week at the end of minicamp regarding third wide receiver candidate Chad Beebe. Kubiak, quote, let's see how we end up. I think we also have to look at the fact that Beebe has probably had as good of an offseason as any player that I know on our side of the ball. He's got a chance to be a really good player for us. It gives us good flexibility to be able to bounce around personnel-wise. Are you buying that Chad Beebe is the hidden component. If it's if it's uh, Diggs, Thielen, Beebe, are you buying that Gary Kubiak is up in the coach's booth calling plays and smiling down? I'm not buying it. I'm I'm rooting for Chad Beebe. I think it's a really nice story that if he can last in the NFL and play in the NFL, and we all know who his dad is. His dad is famous in Buffalo Bills lore, and you know even had. A uh, cup of coffee with the Packers. I think he won a Super Bowl, Don did, with the Packers, didn't he? Was he on that roster? I think he might he have been well on that Packers been. team that, that won, that beat the Patriots in the Superdome. He very but, well might have been, yep. Um, but, I I mean, Kubiak's offense, just they don't usually utilize the third wide receiver, right? The the second tight end is, or the tight end is usually like the third wide receiver, that's right? How it, I think that's how this, this is going to be with Kyle and Irv Smith Jr. being used as their as two main guys in the passing game, yes. So so I don't, I'm, I'm just having a hard time even seeing a path to where Chad Beebe is a, I mean, if he's on the roster, it's good to have another body because who knows what happens with Diggs and Thielen, but. I don't really see a way where he's going to be utilized if everybody else in front of him is healthy. I think Chad Beebe is going to be an outstanding contributor to the Vikings on special teams. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's going to get a chance to return punts or not, but I, I could see him I could see him being an offensive side of the ball, Marcus Sherrill's type of guy, mm-hmm. who in three years we think, oh my goodness, he's been fantastic. But I think if we ever have a conversation about him being a really effective player here, I think it's all going to come down to one thing, special teams. Special teams, rather it's, can he become a, I don't know, a, 
I mean, a Chris Walsh type would be a would be a lot to ask of him because Chris Walsh was. Do you know how much Chris teams, Walsh but... would now get penalized? <laughs> Manny Hill. No, I'm serious. I know that's why I'm laughing. But think about him flying down the field, kamikaze stuff. Do you know he would draw a flag now on every single time I think he set foot on the field for a special teams play? I remember that game think in Arizona. I remember that game in Arizona. I was Heck, watching. Ask your he... dad about that stuff. He's yeah. got to have gr- those guys were they were crazy. Yeah, I know. My stepdad has stories about when he was playing in college. He, Oscar played college ball at Colorado State, and he had he has stories about when they would play the Air Force Academy, and you know the the things that were said and how those guys hit you and and everything. Yeah, he's got a million stories on that stuff. But the amount of things that they would do, and and the fact that concussions were considered getting your bell rung, mm-hmm. and they would fly down the and the wet what the uh, wedges they were allowed to form. With offensive linemen taking guys out. <laughs> go back and watch. If, if you have the ability, go back and watch a kickoff from circa 2003. Mm-hmm. Those guys had no, no care. How did they do for it? For their well-being. How do they do it? In all, and you know what? Now, 16 years removed from the fact, I also ask this question. Why were they allowed to do it? Right. How for that long. Yes. Yeah. Oh, in the 60s, I get it. In the yeah. 70s, I get it. Into the 80s, I get it. But how did we not, how did leagues not catch on to the concussion problem to 16 years, 15 years ago, Manny? It was the same thing. All right. We are, are done with our one, but plenty more to go, including hot routes. Uh, Rami's going to step into studio. It'll be me, Rami, Manny, and Declan on hot routes. You are listening to Purple Daily. We are in the TCL broadcast studios on the all-new Score North. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.